0: Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am so excited to be with you today. We are going to be talking about celebrating yourself. And this podcast was inspired by my own birthday celebration. So my birthday is in the month of March, and I decided to give myself a birthday party. I turned 45 and I was like, it's time to celebrate me. <laughs> and I say that because I want you to have permission to celebrate yourself as well. We do not do enough of celebrating ourselves. And so that's what we're going to be talking about let me tell you a little bit about the party though. How about that? So I debated exactly what I wanted to do because there are a lot of options for how to celebrate a birthday when you're 45. And I know for me, I wanted the celebration to be about family because my family is such an important part of my life. And I wanted it to be a family party. So I decided to host it at our home and have the guests bring their children if they wanted to. And my kids were there and some of their classmates were there and other friends that have kids their age. And it was a multi-generational fun fest. We had so much fun. The kids had pizza and all of the kitty type festivities, games, activities, and we adults had our adult fun. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful time. The theme or the color was rose gold and shades of gold and pink. And I had the most delicious chocolate cake. I got all the balloons, I got a fancy dress, makeup done. Thank you to my friend who did my makeup. Uh, Because guess what? It was a blizzard on the day of my birthday. We live in the Northeast and the weather the day before had been like 50 clear skies, sun shining, but on the day of my birthday, on the day of my birthday party which I was supposed to do a mini photo shoot and get my makeup done, um, an hour away. It was a blizzard. So my friends are traveling from far away in a blizzard to come celebrate with me. So all the things, there were lots of like random hiccups in the day, but overall had an amazing time and it was so much fun celebrating myself. I gave myself permission to invest in my own happiness, right? And I loved every minute of it and it was an investment that was so worthwhile, not only for me, but for everyone. It's so funny when I sent out the invitation, it's sort of like Everyone was like, yes, yes, we'll be there. My husband owns a COVID testing center, so we offered on-site COVID testing to make it super safe for everyone. But it just kind of felt like everyone needed a party. Everyone needed a reason to celebrate. And my birthday was like the perfect excuse, which is ironic because two years ago, my birthday weekend was the weekend the world shut down. So this was a long overdue celebration. So thank you for indulging me and talking about my birthday party. So let's get to you celebrating yourself. I want to give you permission to celebrate yourself. But first, we have to take a look at why we don't do it in the first place. Right? Right? I thought about this, and there were three things that came up for me. One was, I really feel like we have been told and conditioned not to celebrate ourselves. Not to be too braggy, not to be too full of ourselves, not to toot our own horn, so to speak. And it's so fascinating how I began to see this happen in my own home with my own daughter, right? So my daughter is seven and, you know, she's one of those kids, as all kids are, that just says whatever comes to her mouth, right? There's not much of a filter. And so sometimes she's like, I'm so cute, right? Like if her hair is looking just the way she likes it or she has a new outfit, she's just like, I'm so cute. Or when she's doing well on homework or schoolwork and she's like, this is so easy for me. Like I'm so good at this. And there was a time where she used to say, like, I know everything. And we kind of like shied her away from doing that because the truth of the matter is you don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. like you're really smart and you work really hard. Um, but don't go around saying you know everything. And we don't have these conversations with her anymore, but when we gave her that direction, I just like thought about that for a minute. I'm like, is that the message I want her to have about herself? And, you know, I don't want to raise a child that's a know-it-all, but I do want to raise a child who's very confident in herself and who believes the best about herself. And I'll tell you, this is a dramatically different experience than I and probably you had growing up, right? We did get the message of like, don't be too full of yourself, right? Or don't, you know, be too much, whatever the case may be, however it showed up in your own home, this is a message that we are sort of taught at an early age and conditioned to fall in line with. The other reason I believe we don't celebrate ourselves is we worry about making other people feel bad. This is a hundred percent true for me, right? So I'm so blessed and so fortunate in so many ways in my life, right? I went through all of the schooling that I wanted to experience at all the schools that I wanted to go to. I you know, got the career that I wanted. I got the man that I wanted, the family that I wanted, the house that I wanted. And there are times when I want to diminish those things, right? I want to downplay my accomplishments or downplay, you know, how successful my husband is in the work that he does and what our combined work affords us to be able to do in our life, right? Because I don't want other people to feel bad, as if somehow me shining means that someone else can't also shine, right? So I use myself as an example and just tell you the honest truth, because I know it's happening for you too, right? How is this showing up for you? How are you a little sort of shy about celebrating yourself because you don't want someone else to feel bad. And what sense does that actually make? Like, what if you celebrating yourself just gave someone else permission to do that as well, right? I posted about my birthday on Facebook and Instagram, by the way, for sure, follow me on Instagram because I did a reel and it was amazing. It's at Siobhan Parat on IG. I'll link to it in the show notes. You just click the button and follow me there. But I posted it and someone messaged me. They're like, oh my gosh, my birthday's coming up soon. I should have a party too. So just by me sharing my party gave someone else permission to have a party. And I want you to think about just the ripple effect of that. Like It was so much joy for me to celebrate in the way that I did. And I know it brought joy to the lives of the people that were there. And now this other person saw my post and now they're going to have a party and now they're going to bring joy to other people's lives. And then maybe someone at their party will have a party and on and on it goes, right? Celebrating yourself is a gift. It's a contagious gift that just helps other people celebrate themselves as well. And then another reason I think we sometimes don't celebrate ourselves is we don't actually know what it feels or looks like to do so. And what I mean by that is we are so wired and conditioned to beat ourselves up because we're not perfect by whatever standards, academically, physically, emotionally, financially, socially. We're not up to par We just focus on how inadequate we are, how we're not enough, how we're not pretty enough, skinny enough, rich enough, fun enough. You fill in the blank for yourself because, again, I know it's happening. It's happening for everyone, men and women, right? I coach men. I coach women. It's the same core thing, just showing up in different ways for each of the genders, But a lot of the people that I encounter grew up in homes where they weren't celebrated, right? They weren't celebrated for being themselves. They were celebrated maybe for their accomplishments or the things that they did, but not just for who they are, not just for being alive and worthy of being celebrated. So we don't know what it's like to just pour love and admiration and appreciation onto ourselves so we don't do it. We don't even really take the time to learn. Well, that ends today because obviously you're listening to this podcast because you want to celebrate yourself. There's some part of you that was drawn to this title, drawn to this idea, and you're here to do it. And here's why I personally believe it's so important Is because if you don't celebrate yourself, how do you ever expect that someone else, specifically your spouse, will? If you don't see your value, if you don't admire yourself, if you don't see what's magnificent and amazing and worth honoring about you how in the world does it make sense for you to have that expectation of your spouse? And many times what I see is this gap between the way people see themselves and the way they want their spouse to see them and treat them. And what happens is responsibility is shifted to the spouse, right? Like, you need to make me feel beautiful. You need to make me feel appreciated. You need to make me feel celebrated. Right? They're pointing the finger at what their spouse needs to do to create an emotion inside their body. I want you to think about that. Like when you're looking for your spouse to admire you, appreciate you, approve of you, accept you, honor you, celebrate you, but you're not doing that yourself, why? And is it a little hypocritical? Right? Now, listen, I'm saying this with so much love because I had to come to this realization myself, right? But when you are comfortable and able and are practicing the art of celebrating yourself, you're less needy of external validation from your spouse. And external validation is just, you're less needy of them needing to do anything in order for you to feel how you want to feel. So if you want to feel beautiful, that's your work to look for ways that you're beautiful. If you want to feel confident or appreciated or admired, that's your work to look for where your confidence, to appreciate yourself, to admire yourself, right? So when you are able to celebrate yourself, you just need less of that from your spouse. And I want you to think about when you're in this less needy place, how much easier and lighter the dynamic is between the two of you, right? The other reason I think it's so important to be able to celebrate yourself is that you're learning to rewrite old scripts, old belief systems, old thought patterns. And instead, you're laying the ground for new beliefs, new ideas, new thoughts about yourself that support the life that you want. I remember when I decided to have this party, I was like, it's safe for me to celebrate myself in this way. It's safe for me to spend money on myself in this way. Like nothing's wrong. I'm not like trying to buffer with shopping and fill some emotional need. It's like, no, I'm doing this because I want to celebrate and I want to elevate the joy in my life. And I want you to know that it's okay for you to love yourself fiercely and wildly and extravagantly. Because guess what? God does. God loves you fiercely and wildly and extravagantly. Be like God, <laughs> right? You've probably seen those little sayings on social media, like so-and-so does this. Be like so-and-so, right? So yes, for you too, okay? Okay. So I hope I've adequately sold you on celebrating yourself. Now let's dive into how to start. I'm going to give you three very specific things to do. So the first way that you start celebrating yourself is by asking the right questions in your brain. And here are some examples. What do you like about yourself? What's worth celebrating about you? Why are you amazing just as you are? Why do you deserve great things in life? I really want you to rewind and pause. And spend some time answering those questions. You want to get your mind on board and comfortable with focusing on what's extraordinary about you. Literally, there's like almost no better use of your time than to really sit with these questions regularly. This isn't a one and done experience. I have an entire journal dedicated to these types of exercises for myself. Okay. So asking the right questions, step number one. Number two is giving yourself the love you want exactly the way you want it. Right. So I'll just give this party as an example. Like it was exactly the way I wanted it to be. I didn't ask my husband to plan it. I just said, hey, I want to have a party here at the house. Is that okay with you? He's like, sure. We talked about things I wanted to do, how we would fund it, him paying, me paying, right? Those levels of conversations are very important to have so we're clear. And it was exactly the way I wanted it to be. Right? I got chocolate cake. Not everybody likes chocolate cake, but I love chocolate cake. It was exactly the love I wanted to show to myself. You now I got cupcakes and cake pops of other flavors. But I just loved myself exactly the way that I wanted to be loved. Right? It doesn't have to be a party, but I want you to think about that again. So much frustration and disappointment comes up in marriage. Because we expect our spouse to love us in very specific ways. That's not their job. They're supposed to love us the best way they can love us. And we're supposed to love ourselves the best way we can love ourselves. I want you to think about how liberating and amazing it is to just exist in a marriage where that is the rule. You just love me the best way you can, and I'm going to love me the best way I can. Between the two of us and God, who's loving you both perfectly, we'll be good. Okay? And then number three, you have to allow some discomfort in this process. Because that just means it's working. And the reason I say that is because asking yourself these questions about what's great about you, what's amazing, what's worth celebrating, and giving yourself the love you want exactly is new. And anything you're doing that's new is going to feel unfamiliar. And because it's unfamiliar, it's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to want to step out of it and get back to your regularly scheduled program. But I want you to lean into it. Yeah, it feels uncomfortable for me to be so loving and kind and caring to myself. Goodness gracious. What have I been doing all this time? I want to lean in to this discomfort because on the other side is a better relationship with myself. And when I have a better relationship with myself, I have a better relationship with my spouse, with my children with my extended family, with my friends, colleagues, everyone I come in contact with. Okay? So that's how you do it. I want to invite you to take this work even further. There are two ways to do that depending on when you're listening to this podcast. So Sunday, April 3rd, I am hosting a free masterclass. It's called Happy Again, How to Be Happier in Your Marriage and Life. And I want to invite you to join me. We will be helping you uncover all the ways you're leaking happiness out of your life, how to stop And three very specific things to start doing to create more joy, happiness, contentment, fulfillment in your life. So you can find all the details to register on my website, drshavon.com. There should be a tab there as long as it's before April 3rd, which does not give you much time because this is coming out April 1st. So act fast, listen quickly and act fast. Um, there will be a tab there that says happy again, masterclass. You will click that into your details and there you go. I will offer a replay and, you know, if you catch this podcast episode on April 7th or whatever, you can reach out and we will get it to you. Okay. Cause I want you to have it. And if you attend the masterclass or you don't attend the masterclass and you also still want to take this work deeper by working with me one on one, I have coaching spots available. So you can become a private coaching client of mine, which means you will have me as your coach in your ear, having a two way conversation with you weekly for the next six months to help you. Love yourself, love your spouse, and love your marriage. Okay, so if that's of interest to you, if you're ready for that work with me, you will also go to my website, drshavon.com, click the work with me tab, and you will schedule a complimentary consultation call. We will meet on Zoom. I will hear all about what it is you want to work on. We will discuss what would be ultimate wins for you. And then I'll share with you exactly how I will help you create that. All right. So there you go. Happy again, masterclass, complimentary consultation to get started with private one-on-one coaching or couples coaching. All the details on my website, drshavonne.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was awesome to be with you today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, celebratory day. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T- l y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs and of course i will be back with you next week until then commit to loving your marriage again